Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 13 of the Parenting Aces Podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we are bringing back Martin Vinoger of Tennis Europe, along with one of his coaches, Jesse Young, who went on the Tennis Europe trip last summer. Um, They are here to talk about Tennis Europe, who it's for, what it's about, and why, if you have a junior player aged 13 to 18, you should be looking into this fantastic international travel and tennis opportunity for your child. So sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from Martin Vinoker and Jesse Young in this, their 50th year of Tennis Europe. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Martin Vinoker, Jesse Young, welcome to the Parenting Aces podcast. It's so nice to see you both, and I am thrilled to have you and give you the opportunity to share Tennis Europe once again with the Parenting Aces audience. Well, thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it, um, especially on our 50th anniversary. Well, I... Okay, you just took it away for me, Martin. I will let you run with that. I was going to say this is your 50th year running Tennis Europe. What an accomplishment. Can you talk a little bit about why you started Tennis Europe and some of the changes that you've seen in your 50 years of running these trips? Well, we got started in 1973 when I was coaching tennis in Long Island, New York. And one of the players on my high school team, Bob Stein, uh, had a relative who lived in Germany who invited us to bring our team. We weren't doing very well in high school tennis. Uh, we didn't have, we, in fact, Bob was the only ranked player we had on our team. And we thought maybe this would help jumpstart us and make us more competitive. Uh, that area of the Eastern section uh, was and still is uh, very competitive. And most of the players had been playing junior tournaments since they were in the eight, nine, 10 years old. Most of my players started playing tennis uh, when they were sophomores in high school. So we were giving away three, four years of match experience to them. So in 1973, we went overseas and uh, we played in Holland, Germany, um, and uh, Austria and England. And uh, uh When we came back, Tennis Magazine was kind enough to do a couple of pages of us about our trip, and uh, that was in the winter. Suddenly, I started getting letters, and uh, it was before emails, 
uh, started getting letters and phone calls from people who wanted to go the next year. I had never envisioned we would go for more than one year and take just a few players. But actually, uh, we found that by playing a lot of matches on the red clay, it was a, a really very, very helpful to the hard court game. Uh, things like drop shots, topspin, uh, patience, knowing how to set up a point, knowing how to finish a point without just hitting winners. Because Europeans don't hit winners, they they uh, win the match on your errors. So we found this to be very helpful. And actually, just a couple of years later, we uh, we were finalists in our team competition uh, in in uh, Nassau County. I was the state chairman of New York State Public Schools for tennis at the time. And so we grew from what was just basically a New York area uh, to a national program. And over the years, we've had players, yes, from Alaska, from Hawaii, from all over the place. Um, as far as the changes uh, go, um, I think in the early days, the 70s, 80s, and maybe the 90s, uh, tennis was really, um, you know, having a boom period. And everybody was really into tennis. And I'd say more recently, there's a number of alternatives that people have. Right from the beginning, we were very cognizant that the main goal was to bring our players back and make their improve their rankings, get them to the national level or get them to the top sectional level uh, to make them better match players. There's an awful lot uh, of practice that players do. They play, what, five, ten hours a day at tennis camp and other places, but they don't play enough matches. And that's not me saying it. That comes from many, many uh, of the top coaches in the country. Europeans, they play each other like every day. The average European plays 75 matches a year. That is not the case with Americans. So I felt there was a need for more match play for gaining clay court skills to help the hard court game. And it really does, as you've seen from Europeans who are pros and come here and play or, or play the Orange Bowl, they always do very well. So the transition going from red clay coming back to hard court can be very helpful. And uh, our players who've been with us over the years have done very well. Uh, they have, we've had thousands of players who've played college tennis, We've had over 35 who went on the pro tour. We had two who were top 20 in the world, ATP. So it's uh, really, really been, uh, you know, the one thing that hasn't changed is our goal. And the other part of the goal, besides improving your match play, and uh, would be the cultural and the sightseeing and the, spending time with Europeans, uh, having social activities with them, trading shirts and pins and everything like that. Tournaments, especially in Holland, they have uh, party nights, they have uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, movie nights, uh, barbecues, things like that. So you really get to know uh, the cultures of other countries, not like just the typical American tourists who spends all their time with other Americans, but as, you know, as kind of a, a, a pro tour, uh, athlete who at the at the teenage junior level so our goals basically are several one to make you a better match player and improve your chances of getting into college i'm a college counselor and i try to help our players get in 
and uh, two, to appreciate other parts of the world, to get to see how other teenagers live and other people in other countries live, the cultural interchange, which uh, certainly admissions officers to colleges uh, uh, certainly uh, value an awful lot. Why don't I stop here and let you get on? Yeah. So, Jesse, can you tell us how you found out about Tennis Europe and how you got involved as a coach? Uh, yeah. So, like Martin said earlier, um, Chuck Mersbacher is the head men's coach at UT Chattanooga, where I played. And then the daughter is Caitlin Mersbacher. And the daughter's also, um, or was my assistant coach. So she actually like kind of got me into it. She had been a coach in the past and was like recommending that I tried it. And yeah, that's what really got me into it. And what were you expecting to get out of the experience? Mm-hmm. Um, I would think a little bit more coaching experience. Um, I uh, like through my high school years and my college years, obviously I was playing so much. I didn't really get to see the other side of it. Um, And obviously going to Europe is a great opportunity. It's great to see other cultures. And I had been once before, but I only went to um, two of the countries. So getting more exposure to different countries and cultures is always a good thing. So can both of you, and and I'm going to start with you, Martin, um, speak to the value of having coaches in their early 20s working with your teen participants in Tennis Europe, as opposed to having people my age as the coaches and taking these kids on these trips? Martin, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, First of all, I should point out that Jesse, to her credit, was our youngest staff member last year. We don't accept anybody under 21. And uh, our average age of staff is probably 25 to 35. And yes, we do have some coaches in their 40s, maybe even early 50s. And usually I try to blend and mix and match. If we have a younger staff member, for example, last year, Jesse's co-staff was about 29, 30 years old and was a college assistant coach at Columbia University. So, um, you know, we, we try to balance and blend uh, those who've been to Europe, those who haven't been to Europe, uh, those uh, who have a lot of coaching experience, those who have less coaching experience, those who may speak a language like Spanish. We go to Spain every year. It's a very popular country for us. And those who don't speak Spanish. So, um, you know, selecting our coaches is one of the most important things we do. The coaches really make the difference. They're with the players day to day. And it's not an easy job, actually. Uh, You not only have to be skilled in analyzing matches as the players are on the court. We do error charts. We do uh, mobile phone analysis. And then we discuss the matches with the players after they've concluded the matches. And then in practices, they have to be able to conduct a full-blown practice for 12 to 15 players and uh, work on the mistakes they've made in the matches. We do not make any major changes in the player's game. We take their game from their home coach Mm -hmm. as given. We work on tactics, strategy, mental approach. We don't work on giving new forehands and backhands. When you're playing a tournament every day, matches, we play 10, 20, even more matches than that in just three or four weeks. So you're playing all these matches. You can't really be making basic changes in the player's game. So we'll work more on the mental approach and the strategy and tactics. 
And of course, the, the staff members have to be very responsible and reliable. They have to be willing to chaperone the players 24-7. Uh, we're in the hotels with the players, and uh, we have our chaperoning supervision rules, which um, you know has been the core right from 1973. Uh, we don't allow drinking or drugs. The players cannot go off by him or herself. Um, you know, and uh, we try to do a very strong job chaperoning. That's one reason we've been going all these years. I'll let Jesse pick up from the viewpoint of the coaches. Jesse, tossing it to you. <laughs> yeah, so I would say that um, having the mix, like Marty said, it's a really important to have a mix of young and older coaches. I think also having younger coaches, like I just had graduated from college. I was kind of in the know with junior tennis. I had siblings that were in junior tennis. So a lot of the parents, even after the trip, were calling me asking about college choices and stuff. And I had, I feel like a more recent knowledge on that aspect. And also with me being younger, like I was willing, we were on the go 24 seven and I was fine, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think like I was that aspect with the younger coaches, but I also think it's um, really important to have older coaches as well. Um, they've also been through it. You know, they must have like more experience with coaching, um, more experience with, like Marty said, we had to run full practices. So um, more experience with running full practices. It's definitely not easy. So if you haven't done it before, then it's definitely an adjustment to try to get used to that. But yeah, I think, I think having a good mix is good. Mm -hmm. We also require each uh, player to submit two teachers as references and one tennis coach. Uh, we want to make sure that the players all get along. If, if you ask past players, they'll say the biggest, one of the biggest uh, pluses of the trip is making new friends from all over the United States, getting to know them through tennis as the common denominator, making new friends from Europeans that we meet at the tournaments. So um, one thing about Europeans, the tournaments are they love to they love to win and they'll play really hard nosed tennis. This is a serious minded tennis circuit. But at the same time, they'll when the winner buys the loser a drink at the end of the match, uh, soda or water, uh, at the same time, they're the ones who go all out to make us feel welcome. They want to practice with us. Uh you know, they want to socialize with us and just just talk with American players. So um, we we do try to make sure the team that everybody gets along with everybody else. And most players go without knowing anybody, one from here, one from there. By the time they fly over to Europe, they're best friends, you know. That's fantastic. Jesse, did you have any uh, desire to coach tennis when you were thinking about what you were going to do post-college? Um, not necessarily. I'll be completely honest. I um, majored in biology and I'm going to PA school actually this summer. I start. So to I didn't really have a, a, like a want to do coaching in any way, but I had coached previously. I used to coach in high school and I used to in a little bit in college as well, like at our local like country club. Mm -hmm. um, but no, not necessarily. Um, this is a special occasion for sure. Is it something that you would say to your peers who are currently in college, maybe graduating this year that, you know, you would recommend they look into doing? I mean, do you feel like you as a person got value out of this experience that you're going to now take into this next step with PA school? 
Yes. Um, I would recommend it. I will say that, uh, like Marty said, again, it is difficult. You are on, you are on the job 20, 24 hours per day. Like yeah. it's no breaks. Um, but it's very rewarding. I, I remember like, I would just get so excited for like the kids to win. And I had never really been like that in the past. Like even with my own teammates, I wasn't quite like that, but like coaching them and wanting them to improve. And then it was just such a rewarding job. And I feel like as a person, I learned a lot about how other people react to things and how to time manage. And, um, I began to, you have to be super organized. So that's also something that I, um, learned, but yeah, as a, as a person, I think it really with the organization aspect and, um, yeah, I think it will really help me. Mm-hmm. We have a 75-page staff handbook they read before the trip. In fact, they read it twice. We have a two- or three-hour cassette uh, CD tape, and we do two staff orientations in June before we leave. So we do try to prepare them as much as possible, and I'm with most of the teams uh, a good deal of the time uh, as a problem solver and troubleshooter. So um, I'm active in Europe at the time of our trips. That's fantastic. So what if you had to pick like the best thing that happened this past summer as part of Tennis Europe? Jesse, what would be the one thing that really stands out to you? Um, there was a lot of things that we did that were such a blast. Um, I would say hmm, I'm trying to think. Um, I know I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Oh, I will say when we were in Amsterdam, we, uh, went downtown one of the days because we had some sightseeing down there. And, um, one of the kids was like, Oh, uh, Jesse, I don't think you'll get all the flavors of the ice cream at the ice cream shop. And I ended up getting like all the flavors and people like <laughs> people were videoing me from outside the restaurant. The um, they took a picture of me in front of like the ice cream shop and stuff. That was like the most fun moment. But we it. had so, so many of those. I think it was just such a great group of kids and you begin to become so close to them that it's just like anything you do is going to be fun because you're all like best friends at the end. <laughs> Marty, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face running these trips? And, you know, I'm just thinking in terms of families that are considering having their child participate this summer, um, you know, some of the things that they should think about to help their kids be well prepared for the demands of the trip, because it is a lot of tennis. It's a lot of travel which can be exhausting if you're not used to it. Um, it's new foods, it's new cultures, it's a different bed, a different pillow, um, you know, all those things. Yeah, um, I would say, by the way, we only travel once a week usually. Uh, the tournaments start Monday, they finish Saturday. Uh, these days we fly between locations. For example, this year we have a team that's going to London and then starting at Wimbledon. It's our 50th anniversary team, I call it. And we're going to see Wimbledon the first day. And then we're going to fly to Prague and play a tournament or two tournaments there. And then we fly to Barcelona and play two tournaments there. Uh, and uh, then we finish up in Holland with a week-long tournament. The Dutch are very friendly, and they have a lot of social activities. Um, travel is always a challenge, especially in these days with, um, you know, air and uh, security regulations and everything else. 
Um, so I do all the arrangements in advance, including the hotels. And uh, we've used many of the hotels for years and years and years. Um, and uh, we uh, we go with uh, recognized airlines like Delta or KLM. Um, so uh, I think one of the biggest um, things for me is to train our staff. Mm. As I said, what we have for our staff training, because if I train our staff, then uh, I have it easy. If they do a good job, I'm a hero. Um, so I would say that um, the, the training we give our staff, how prepared they come to the trip, uh, really can determine the success of the trip. And we've been very blessed. We have over 400 staff members, many college coach staff members, USPTA, USPTR pros. Um, and uh, they've made my job easy, uh, you might say. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I try when I come to a team as a problem solver, troubleshooter, since I'm familiar with the locations, we played many of the same tournaments for years. And uh, I try to lend my expertise. The first thing I say to the coaches is, where do you need me? Do you want me to analyze matches? Do you want me to take the players who have been eliminated from the tournament to site C? Do you want me to run a practice? That kind of thing. Um, so I would say really the key is having good, strong staff members. And we've had, we've been very blessed with that. And uh, we're not the perfect trip. We certainly have missed planes or trains here and there. Um, you know, we had, we've had uh, uh, players who were homesick for a couple of days. And once they got into the trip, they were no longer homesick. And uh, most players go without knowing anybody. It's one from here, one from there, one from everywhere. Tennis is a common bond. It brings it brings people together. As far as challenges, let me give some accolades to the players on the trip. Uh, they have um, really been terrific. We have our chaperoning rules, but very rarely have we had any breach of rules. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, I would say that most of the time, if you know this about junior tennis players, they're usually among the better students. They're usually among, uh, you know, the easier people to get along with. And Jesse found this on her trip last year. We had players from Little Rock, Arkansas, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from New England, from uh, the Pacific Northwest, Seattle. And, uh, you know, they all they all really got along well. Um, Yes, we do have some unexpected surprises that come sometimes during the COVID years. Of course, we had people wearing masks. Everybody had to have vaccinations, and we still abide by the COVID regulations of each country. Um, and, uh, you know, if necessary, obviously, we will enforce our chaperoning rules. As far as how parents can uh, prepare players we have a player handbook. We not only have a staff handbook, we have a player handbook. It's about 20 pages long. It has all of our chaperoning rules, how to get a passport, how to string a racket in Europe. Uh, it's a different tension than stringing rackets here. And uh, we want our players to know and to be prepared in advance what to expect. For example, parents sometimes ask, what do you do about the laundry? Well, we do the laundry once a week. The coaches go with the players and they help them do the laundry. You learn a lot of skills on our trip, which are rather <laughs> unexpected and which you use right in college. 
For example, we have some juniors and seniors in high school going to be in college in a year or two. They use our trip to learn how to meet new people. Every week, we meet two or 300 new people through tennis. When they step on the college campus, it's a lot easier to have the confidence to meet new people. I might add, in tennis, confidence is crucial, of course. Uh, it, it helps with the mental toughness. And also, off the court, we get a lot of quieter players. Uh, one parent said, well, introverted players. And But the Europeans make it so easy to meet, to meet, uh, to meet them. They'll just walk up to you, introduce themselves and say, where are you from? And tell us about your high school and everything else. And there the conversation begins. So players gain skill, uh, social skills also. It's not just tennis is the reason we go. Tennis is number one. It's our top priority. This is a tennis trip. This is not a team tour. Mm -hmm. It's not a tennis camp. We differ from camps because... The camps work mainly on basics. They drill you. They get you ready for matches. We play you in the matches. So um, I'd say, the uh, as one parent said, I sent my I sent my child to become a better player, but they also became a better person. And I'm starting to get congratulations, congratulatory stuff from players who are now in their 50s and 60s who were with us in the 70s and 80s. And um, that was the one thing they they touched on. They said, yeah. It was a tennis trip, but it changed my life. I love that. I love that. We're all about creating good humans here at Parenting Aces. So I love hearing that from you, Martin. And as um, an educator, uh, you know, that's, isn't that the goal of every teacher, every educator in life? Yeah. You would hope so. You would hope so. Jesse, have you kept in touch with any of your players from last summer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Um we do FaceTime sometimes. Um, I still text with almost all of them. Um, how big yeah, a group did you have? Um, we had, oh, let's see. About nine or 10 players. Nine or 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you take all girls or did you have a mix of girls and guys? A mix. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? Because, you know, teenagers, um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on during the teenage years, hormones and mood swings and all those things that that can rear their ugly yeah. heads. So was that a challenge for you as as one of the coaches? Um, I think actually having a mix is a benefit. Um, I think it's really nice to have both girls and boys on a team. I don't think uh, having like one an all girls team or an all boys team on that type of trip would be as, um, I wouldn't say as fun, but as, I don't know. I just think that it's better if you have a mix. Um, obviously boys are very different than girls. (laughs) So it's good to see like both sides on of everything. And, you know, like if we were wanting to do something different, we had the guys opinions and we also had the girls opinions and it was, I really liked having a mix. I think it was great. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. it puts everybody on their best behavior when when there's a mixed group. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, all of our trips have been co-ed. Yeah. Um, we re- we have. I can't even. I I cannot recall ever having an all boys or an all girls trip. Gotcha. So, Marty, can you tell us um, some of the specifics? So when your dates are for summer 24, um, how people apply, how many kids you're going to be taking, what the ages are, all of those goodies. Yeah, that's a good question. Our dates are June 28th to July uh, 23rd. 
if a player would like to go on the shorter version, they can go the first two and a half weeks, 14 days uh, to um, Wimbledon, Prague and Barcelona until uh, July. Uh, let's let me take a look here. Um, then go to July fourteenth. Um, okay. So uh, and um, we are planning on having one team of uh, fifteen, sixteen players. If we get enough players, we'll have a second team. But right now. We're going to start out in London and see Wimbledon the very first day. We've been going to Wimbledon before our trip begins for a number of years. And then, um, you know, the first the first week, you can actually see the players close up because all the courts are in action. Right. Uh, and that's always a highlight for our players. We're then going to go to Prague and play a uh, tournament, uh, which is a junior tournament. Uh, usually they have singles and doubles. and um, That'll be uh, six days. If we can get a second tournament in, we'll try. We try to get as many tournaments as we can. We're then going to play in um, um, the Barcelona area where Jesse and her team played last year. And we have a junior tournament there. They have uh, 14s, 16s, 18s, men's and women's singles. Uh, the Spanish don't really play doubles in their tournaments. Yeah. And... Um, and then we'll go on to Holland. Uh, usually we play by ability. It's like um, um, ability level draws rather than age group draws, uh, which we have in UTR as well. And there they can play a singles and a doubles. Now, for those players who are two stars or better or higher, uh, maybe top 100 in the section, uh, we will give them two additional events uh, we'll give them two pro satellite tournaments, uh, which is always a highlight of the trip for us. One of them is in Spain and the other one is in Holland. So they're going to play about nine or 10 different events. So if they lose every match they play, it's no big deal because you lose in the 18 singles, you still have 16 singles and you have men's and ladies singles. Got it. In multiple events, you can play a lot more matches than you can actually play here in the States. And all the tournaments, except those in Holland, and that's still up in the air, but all the tournaments in Spain and Prague will count for the universal tennis rating. The results are reported immediately. And we found out last year and the year before, they, before they even got home, their UTR had improved because of the results in Europe. Um, and WTN as well, I would assume. Yeah, Um I'm not sure about WTN. I haven't spoken to them um, because they are playing foreign tournaments. On the other hand, WTN is a world. Yeah, it's it, an ITF it's rating. World, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a world thing. So um, the tournament directors report the results. Sure. Uh, if we have enough, so that's going to be um, one one or two tournaments in Prague, two tournaments uh, in uh, uh, Spain, and uh, one tournament with two or three different categories, singles and doubles, in the Netherlands. Um, and so what age range um, of kids do you take and what level of players usually go on these trips? The age range would be 13 to 18. Okay. Uh, the level would be, you know, one of the reasons we started in was the USTA has a national team and they play Wimbledon juniors, they play French juniors. They actually stay in Europe for a month to get the clay court background. USTA considers clay courts 
very clay court experience very important. That's why at Lake Nolan they have ten clay red clay courts. Um, so uh, the level of ability would be master the basics, groove your strokes, and ready to play matches. You do not have to be a superstar. You do not have to be ranked. However, you can't be a beginner or somebody who's still learning the basics. You can't go on a trip and playing tournament matches if uh, you're still learning how to hit backhands. We do not make any major changes in the player's game. Right. We just can be assured that we will ask them for an evaluation of their player before they go and their advice on what to work with them on because our, we have instructional practices. Mm. We practice on basics, but... We'll work on things like when do you come up to net? When do you stay back? How do you hit a drop shot? Uh, how do you maneuver an opponent around the court to open up the court and hit a winner? Those kind of things. So if the play, if a parent or player are unsure of the level of play, is my player good enough? Uh, I will talk to their coach, and if uh, possible, I will see them play, or I'll have one of our coaches who lives in the area see them play, um, and. The, if we have enough players who are top level, then we'll have a second team just of, uh, uh, you know, highly ranked players. Um, player has to have two character references from teachers. We have forms we sent out and one from the tennis coach to determine what their level of ability is. Uh, we do offer uh, matching grant awards. In fact, Jesse had one or two players who qualified for it. That was my next question was about they the get a job. Yeah. If they get a job uh, or they have a sponsorship uh, or they have fundraisers, and we've had very interesting, we had one who was an extra in Hollywood on a movie set and she earned some money that way. We had um, tennis marathons. We had testimonial dinners in Oklahoma City uh, where they, um, you know, uh, uh, an owner would donate the dinner and then the player would charge a certain amount. And I had one player who raised the entire amount just with a testimonial dinner. Wow. It's called our matching grant award. It's kind of our way of giving back. Depending on the length of the trip, the matching grant could, uh, we would match up to 1250. They earn 1250, we match 1250. If they go on a very short trip uh, where the price is, you know, half the price, uh, we'd match up to say uh, 700. The pricing, um, is on our website. Uh, it's www.tenniseurope.com. Unfortunately, especially after COVID, Europe has not gotten any cheaper. No. <laughs> it has been, and but as uh, as airlines will tell you and car rental companies and hotels will tell you, people are going anyway. Uh, Europe is really on a roll. Uh, the Europe is already sold out during Wimbledon. Every hotel in London sold out. And as the suppliers of services have told me, well, people are buying it even if we double the price. Our our prices range um, anywhere. Um, I can't even, can't even remember um, from about seven thousand to about uh, ninety nine hundred. Um, and, and that that includes only the time once they're in Europe, they have to get themselves to Europe. Is that correct? Well, um, first of all, that price includes. Breakfast, dinner, housing, entry fees to the tournaments, which can be substantial, renting practice courts. Uh, it includes the coaches paying their salaries, paying their trips. That's a big expense. Yeah. It includes all the airfare within Europe. 
flying from Prague to Barcelona to Holland. Uh, it includes um, all the major sightseeing, museum sightseeing. It includes a big item, liability insurance, $1 million per incident. It includes workers' compensation for the coaches. It does, it does not include pocket money for gifts and souvenirs. It does not include lunches, which is can be a minimal cost at the uh, tournament site. Um, and uh, um, it does not include, um, say, if they go uh, to a movie or a concert or something like that. Mm-hmm. With the airfare, uh, we do group airfares. I am a travel agent, besides being a USPTA certified pro and a teacher. And um, it does not include the airfare. We do get group rates, and we try to get the best prices we can. We fly over as a team. Uh, parents really want a strongly supervised 24-7 trip. We meet them in New York at Kennedy or Newark Airport. We fly together as a team with at least one coach on the flight. Now, if a parent would like to arrange their own airfare, uh, for example, our player from Seattle last year flew over with the team. I actually met his parents there, and he flew back with his parents nonstop from Amsterdam to Seattle. So if a parent would like to do their own airfare, they're welcome to. I'm happy to help them out. some of the families uh, actually have planned family vacations and they meet yeah. the player at the end of the trip and to go on a family outing. Uh, they combine us with the family outing. Let me add, if we have enough interest, as I look back on the highlights of Tennis Europe, one of the non-tennis highlights is in 1992 in Barcelona, 2012 in London, we attended the Olympic Games. Uh, in fact, in 92, we went to see the Dream Team uh, playing wow. basketball. Uh, if we get enough players who are interested from our 16 players on the team, uh, we will offer that again this year, and that would be after July 23rd. We'll, the Olympics starts the 26th, and so we'll work our way down from uh, Holland to Amsterdam to uh, to Paris and then see the tennis at Roland Garros and a couple of other events. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Jesse, is this something that you foresee doing again as a coach, or um, is it something that you would help Marty recruit coaches moving forward because of the value that you gained from your experience? Um, I definitely think I would help uh, recruit coaches um, for sure. I'll help in any way possible. Um, I just, I don't know if I'll be able to do it again. Maybe when I graduate grad school, um, I might be able to. But uh, going into grad school, I don't know how many opportunities I'll have. (laughs) You're going to be a little busy. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but yes, if I had the opportunity, for sure. And I'll definitely help Marty. Yeah, for sure. Of course, we'd love to have her back. And, uh, you know, uh, she knows enough juniors that she can be very helpful. Obviously, her education, her future career come first. uh, But you never can tell. We've had staff members come back after two or three years uh, away and uh, and work for us down down the road. I might add on the financial part because I know it's a big factor uh, these days. As um, we will try to work with uh, with parents, I sometimes say to parents, "What are you budgeted for?" Because if you think about it, you go on the national circuit. Yeah, I actually did an in depth study and determined a week on the national circuit is probably worth two or three weeks on tennis Europe. Uh, you, you know, you're going to go there, you have to pay a hotel 
for not only yourself, but the family, maybe your coach. Uh, and then you have the airfare getting to some of the places. Some of the airfares getting to Europe are cheaper than airfares. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so you can spend an awful lot of money. And this is a you know once in a lifetime kind of experience. And the the benefits, uh, you know, you may say, well, do you have the benefits? The benefits in personal growth, the tennis and t- tennis growth, this can be a real turning point in your junior tennis career and for a lifetime. And it goes beyond what you spend is what you get out of it. Right. Absolutely. Well, guys, it has been a pleasure chatting with the two of you. Marty, congratulations on sticking with this for 50 years. My goodness, I don't know many people who've stuck with anything for that long. And um, big congratulations I, to I you. I thank you so much. I never imagined in my wildest dreams when I went to Europe with just a few players in 73 that here I'd be in 2023, 2024, uh, still, still going at it. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. As Jesse said, it's hard work. It's 24-7. But to see see a player grow, and, and I know you can vouch for this, Jesse, to see how a player grows from day one to the end of the trip, it's just unbelievable. I used to teach social studies in high school. And I certainly didn't see that kind of personal growth or development yeah. that you see on, on a trip like Tennis Europe. As they say, uh, travel broadens your horizons on life. It, it really changes your mindset, um, you know, sure. on, on going and- forward. Don't we need that these days? Um, we definitely we need, need it more than ever. That's, more than ever, for sure. That's for sure. For sure. Well, guys, thank you again. I want to encourage all of our listeners, our viewers, to be sure and click on the Tennis Europe ad on parentingaces.com and check out their website. Um, If you are interested in having your child attend one of these trips in summer 2024, don't wait. They only take a small group. And is it first come, first serve? or Assuming a player is qualified by the teacher and tennis pro recommendations. Yes, it is first come, first serve. And in fact, uh, you know, our team is almost half filled already. So um, uh, sooner is better than later. And for any parent who does contact us, I'm very happy to do an information session. There's no obligation. I will sit down with you on the phone or if you're anywhere near me from Boston to Washington, meet with you in person and go over every question and give you references from past participants. Fantastic. And I will tell y'all, as I said at the beginning of this, we have had several parenting aces, families participate in Tennis Europe over the years. I've only heard positive feedback from them. So um, if if I had heard anything negative, I promise you we would not be doing this podcast. So um, I am in full support of what Marty's got going. And I love the fact that you provide opportunities to, to young people like Jesse to learn how to become a coach and, and kind of hone those skills, um, learn all of the time management and the travel nuances and all of the things that as a coach you gain out of this program. So again, for those of you watching this, if you have a, a kid graduating college this year who might be interested in becoming a coach for Tennis Europe, 
have them reach out to Marty or to Jesse to talk about the experience and and what they need to do to get involved. But it was a pleasure to see you, Martin. Um, Thank you. You look great. You don't age. Um, you look the same as you looked the first time I met you at the U.S. Open. Jesse, wishing you. you all the best with PA school. That's um, that's quite a, a challenge that you're biting off. And I know you'll shine and, and do well there. And I look forward to checking back in with you and hearing how the summer goes. Thanks again, and thanks for all your help in making parents and players aware of Tennis Europe. Absolutely. To my audience, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.